0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of The Dreamer's Disease. My name is Alex and in each episode we'll listen to the story of an inspirational person who is out in the world and really doing the things that they love and following their passions. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to take a moment just to thank you for locking in, for having a listen, for clicking play, for just being the slightest bit interested really and and wanting to hear more and find out more. And if you do like what you hear or you you are interested, you can head over to SoundCloud, search The Dreamer's Disease, all one word, hit the follow button as that's where every episode will be uploaded um, as they're released. You can also head over to Instagram and search Dreamers Disease underscore podcast, which is where each day there'll be little bits of inspiration, quotes, nice images, just that little bit of something to help you through your day. On this episode I'm joined by Ralph Hardy, who is an amazing, amazing character. You know, we've been friends for a few years now and he's just such an inspiring guy. He's he does a lot of work and he's very passionate and and has a lot of energy towards the work he does in music, you know, be it from his DJing, to broadcasting on the radio, to being an A&R and trying to help acts further their careers, to putting together albums and executively producing them, to his club night he runs, so everything he he does so much, and I, sometimes I wonder how he manages to do it all. And we had a very very in depth conversation about everything that he does, along with his experiences of touring with the likes of Jess Glyn and Chance the Rapper, and the kind of learnings he got from those. But overall, he carries this very strong message with him of, you know, living in the now and really existing in the current time and the moment. And it's a very important thing to to hold with you because a lot of us get caught up in worrying about future and past and we never really concentrate too much on the present to chat to someone who has that kind of outlook and mindset it was really really refreshing so without any further ado let's jump straight in so I'm joined by the DJ, broadcaster events guy, promoter A&R uh, what else uh, human being, human being uh, just all round bad man, good guy <laughs> Uh, Music guy, Ralph Hardy.
1: Hey, hey Manzi.
0: Um, right, so to kick things off, do you want to let us know what it is you do, who you are and a bit about yourself?
1: What I do, what I do, first and foremost, is try to exist and remain present in the current time I'm in. Sometimes I get lost in like um, past accolades and memories and nostalgia. And sometimes I'm rushing to like the next big brap brap whatever, but I try and remember to be now, here now, exist and smile. So I do that most of my time. I try and fit in some sleep when I can, because most of my waking hours, I'm working towards bettering music and the culture around it and how it's perceived and how it's taken in. So um, I DJ, I'm a club DJ, I am a tour DJ, I am a radio DJ. Uh, as well as that, I, I like to think of myself as a, as a credible A&R <laughs> to keep my ear to the, the streets <laughs> for um, anything good really. As well as that, I I produce music, um, I produce compilations, um, Growing Pains 1 and 2. Um, I consult with artists, I manage an artist I run a brand called Nang, which helps me um, facilitate all of it, whether it's DJing, curating events, etc, um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. What else am I missing? I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's most things. It is a lot like... of things when, when, once you get me to say it out loud. Yeah,
0: when you think about it, you kind of go, oh wow, did like, I do all of that? Yeah,
1: <laughs> wow. it's mad.
0: So how did you get to this point like where did you start what was your first step into this kind of music world and at what point did you decide you wanted to pursue a a career in the music industry
1: oh do you know what it is if i'll be brutally honest it was in school when Limewire and bear share was about (laughs) i'll I'll be the guy who who like because you know at that time people would just rename songs and it wouldn't be the actual artist. Like I made it a habit of like finding the, the best bit rate of a song. Yeah. And then as well as putting it onto a CD, I would like sequence the CD. So whoever's listening to it doesn't feel to skip anything. Yeah. I was always a big believer in like no fillers, sequencing is important, track listing is important. So I would do that and like ended up selling a couple of CDs in the playground yeah. and whatnot. And then before Actually getting to and the mixes got around from where I'm from, like East London. Yeah. So people are like, oh, where's Rouse next seat? I'm like, raw, I can't say nothing. Um, and then from there, I made a DVD when I was 15 in school. The way I describe it was like, I was like wretch. Yeah. Like I was too advanced for my time. People didn't get it to begin with. Yeah. But then only a few got it. So I was like, I used to spit. But I used to say, no, you're just not getting it. You're not getting it. <laughs> and then um, I used to also DJ, but I wasn't. I didn't have enough time to like learn on twelve tens, etc. I knew the basics, so then I thought, how am I going to still contribute to the the culture that I love? So then I took it upon myself to take my mom's digital camera, and then film freestyles and travel to like Romford Youth Club and, yeah. and film sets, and then I made a DVD called Showdown Graham that had so many people on it at the time. When I look back at it, and if anyone's hearing this, if you have the disc, can you send yeah. it to me? Because what I, was what was on it? What was it? Was it A compilation or? It was, them, it was literally freestyles from everyone who was popping out at the time. Like I got nasty crew on it. I got essentials. Rest in peace, Any. I got um uh gets on it. I, I literally have the very first time Devlin touched the microphone anywhere. I, really I remember wow. gets brought him to Runford Youth Club, and literally just said, "Yo, I got." This. Gets was like, "I got this new guy." Devlin started fitting, Everyone was like gobsmacked. Literally, yeah. back because no one knew him prior to then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like freestyles, sets, uh, so many interviews. It was jokes. Yeah. It was proper jokes.
0: Sick. So, this is really around like the first wave of UK kind of Grime or Garage, yeah. that kind of era of like Lord and Mike's and that kind yeah. of first wave I th- of stuff I think when it everyone was, like, was seeming to do that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah,
1: it was a bit early. It was so yeah. early. Um, so, from then, kind of established my name that that helped me like garnish a relationship with a lot of people yeah. at the time that were like stars on channel you yeah, or yeah. people i would look up to yeah. via different pirate radio stations so then obviously making a friend friendship with all these people and then um towards the end of my school t- time there was this um was this company called um charity even called urban development yeah and they had like they were just beginning to do all days and they had like uh, what they called creatives that will come and like they will pick their brains etc cetera, etc cetera. and i was like one of them so i used to help put on events at stratford circus um, facilitate sick lineups make sure it was credible be loud i was like an old soul so yeah. i was like the, the gap between all the youths and all the adults, and I could had had the common ground of like yeah, yeah. colloquial English, and still slang it up. Like I was, I was the key for that, which is very pivotal. I think every company should mm. have that guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then I got my foot in, in terms of learning how it works in a in a in a business sense, and a, just the infrastructure of a, of a big company, yeah. etc. And then from there, I would say. Uni times, I I used I used to go to um, Hertfordshire. Yeah. I study philosophy and media cultures, but very quickly I realised that oh, this it's really yeah. boring. Yeah. So I spent most of my time coming back to London back yeah. and forth. So um, I used to host I Love Live yeah. a couple times. Did time. you finish
0: the degree or did you drop out?
1: Do you know what? Yeah, I decided I was finished. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you dropped, after how many years? One, two.
1: two. Oh, that's not yeah. bad. That's all right. Yeah, it's still not, still not a degree, but Mate, I, I haven't got out. one. Wow, yeah, some you? of the best people haven't made. Tr- what? Yeah. Oh, you made me feel so much better about myself. Mm-hmm. My mum's still giving me a side eye occasionally, yeah, of I'm course. sure. <laughs> it's a
0: parent's thing, isn't it? But, um, yeah, if you can do well without it, you don't necessarily need one. It's a leg up, but yeah, it's not a necessity, in my opinion. Which both of us sitting here have hopefully gone on to prove to a few people. Tr- but, but do stay in school, kids. Yeah, if you're in really it, yeah, do stay in school, yeah don't don't use us as your examples not to yeah um sorry go on carry on so
1: yeah i was um going back and forth to london doing as much as i could really in terms of um anything music related uh i uh i ended up getting an internship i think the first internship i actually got was at rewind magazine um writing for them um i think Hattie took me on mm. and then nadine scott was um mm. hattie collins pardon me and nadine scott was the editor at the time and then mm they just threw me in in a deep end. I was just doing bare yeah. t- t- groundwork and articles. So do you, do you feel
0: like that there, that was a moment that kind of put your name out into the wider spectrum of the music world, particularly in the UK?
1: What, Cause, working at Rewind? Yeah,
0: and having your name associated to them and articles and stuff. Because I think that's when I first caught on to you as Ralph. That makes sense? Yeah.
1: And, like going back to what I was saying earlier, it's like, now, presently, I'm trying to live in the present because yeah. at that time, I didn't realize people paid attention. Again, it re- working at Rewind was like it did again help me understand how companies work and how they used to work in. And because I was so young and like on it, I just I could clock where there were fo- there was faults as well and where they weren't. Like they were very much on the surface. Like if if Tiny did something, they would be aware of it. But the the ones coming up at the time, i.e. like Shaka, they they that wasn't their focus. So it helped me garnish another um, um, avenue of what I wanted to do, and it was to like literally unearth like underground artists, yeah. whether it be R and B or hip hop or grime or just if you're sick, you're sick. Yeah, yeah. Where at the time other publications just wanted to get the, the clicks, not yeah. saying even Rewind per se, but there's people wanted to like. Be the top dogs, yeah. As opposed to help I'll be the like dogs, f- be like the first to get
0: the to blog about the new weather. Mm. Eminem track, or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah, those ones. Kanye, it was them sort of times, wasn't it? But yeah. Um. Okay, so the name Ralph Hardy. Yeah. It's not government name. It is now. It is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Deepo. <laughs> um. So, where? Why? What made you want to? How did you
1: come up with the name? And B, why? So, the story that I say is that it's my middle names, and my grandma always used to say, Why are you acting so hard? every time, like I would put on a screw face if I I didn't like something. Yeah. And then one day, I think I just came into, was it sixth form? Must have walked into sixth form. And um, one of my friends at the time was just like, and these are the times where I think I believe I was wearing a Ralph Lauren polo and he was just, hey Ralph, hey Ralph Hardy. and, I, I was, and You know when you like, you're quietly thinking to yourself, oh my days, my life has changed at this moment in time since so he said it. And yeah. I was like, right, cool, yeah, I'm running with that. And that was it. Literally, yeah. I just thought it was a sick name and it is a sick name. It is. It man. is my name. It's sick shout out middle names (laughs) yeah shout out the middle names definitely yeah that's mad so i'm just thinking imagine if my if i pursued like life with my foot my actual foot my my original first and last name it would be like i don't know if my it could actually be very different
0: but did, did you consciously make a decision uh change the name with the idea of pursuing or creating a kind of brand of it if that makes sense or do you just roll with it as like, actually sounds quite sick. I'm just going to stick with it. I don't,
1: know, I don't know which, I don't know if it was a chicken or the egg to be fair, but I do remember, um, and I always try and find it, but I can't find it. But there was an interview that I, I once saw or heard of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when he got casted to do Fresh Prince, yeah. he was like, I'll only do it if you allow me to use my name, Will. Yeah. Because he knew that was going to be a role where Even when the show is done, people are going to see him on the street or see him wherever and refer to him as Will Will because of the character. So you thought, I'm going to at least make the character the same name as my real name. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to have like a tag name, like younger, whatever, Da da because then I'm going to grow up. I'm going to have to change it at one point. So I'm going to, like you see it now, like get or went to gets, stuff like that. It's like, I never want to have to change my name. So I thought, what is going to be a name that I can live with forever? And it was Ralph Hardy because it's it's it's, a, it's two real names. Yeah. two first names. It's two whatever. Like no one's ever going to... Well, people... I think because the name is so cool, people mm-hmm. always question me, like, is that your real name? And now I can say, yeah, it's my name. Yeah. But before it was like, oh, is that your real name? Like, What's your real name? It's too cool to be your name. I'm like, oh, up, man. Just yeah. let me exist. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. So at the time I was thinking to myself, yeah, Ralph Hardy, I can work with this forever. So I went yeah. with it. I went yeah. with it. And it helped with branding because... Again, it sounds like a cool name. It, I don't know if it evokes any emotion, but too Ralph and Hardy are very too much firm names, I think. Yeah. But together they do sound a bit playful, like yeah. like Ralph Lauren and Ed Hardy sound like a play on words. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I think it does encapsulate who I am as a as a brand, quote unquote. Yeah, and it does help. It does help. This is sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: In terms of your like, your DJing, mm-hmm. is that the the thing that came first? So after Rewind and working there, is that the thing that came first in terms of, I guess a job like musically, like go playing out DJing in clubs and
1: yeah. In terms of like regularly doing something, yeah, it would have it would be DJing. Like with Rewind, I, I was I'm like first and foremost, I'm heavy into words. Yeah, like so that's how Rewind came about, and I had my own blog at the time. And then DJing was like, I almost, I kind of fell into it because I originally like tried to learn. Oh, I did learn how to DJ on twelve tens back in the youth club days. Yap, yeah. yep. shout, yap, sick. Hmm. Um, and then, all right, so I used to go raving before I was allowed to go raving, like yeah. Stratford Directs and Eve Purple, e Free, yeah. and just jumping over gates yeah. and shit. I used to do all of that, yeah. and that and that was, it was fun because. I had a moustache at the time. I looked older than my age. No one used to ch- chat to me differently. Yeah. And, but I used to go raving to hear music that I didn't know existed. Yeah, like yeah. I went out to go find new music. Yeah. Same way when I listen to different radio stations or like just converse with different people. But then when I got to uni, I don't know how or why, but the whole culture of taking in music changed. Everything became like a playlist, quote unquote. Like I would just hear hear stuff that I could hear at home yeah, on my own yeah. iTunes. Like I'll go to... Uh, uh, a uni rave or just a, not an, any other rave, and like I could foresee what the DJ was going to play next. And I, ne- I never took that as a good sign. I don't, I don't really think that's a good thing when you come to DJing. Yeah. If I, if the, if the audience knows what's coming next, yeah, exactly. I don't, nah, that's a myth. So, um, so after a while, just like trying to stomach it, I was like, nah, I need to put on my own rave and go back to what I would go raving for to hear music yeah. I don't know, like stuff Shazam couldn't pick up. Yeah. So then, um, so then I started nang putting out, rave, put doing raves under the Monarchy, monarchy Monica, nang, Monica, Monica. Right.
0: What, what, um, what year was this around?
1: 2012. Okay, 2012. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was like, it was such a daunting thing because, like, it was proper DIY and I hadn't any notion of putting on raves. I knew it had to do events, but yeah. that's obviously on someone else's time or someone else's money. It's yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oh, I can create one, but doing your own like from contacting the venue, finding the DJs doing set times and riders and just everything. At that time, I was like, rah, all right, cool. Let me do it. Did it. And I remember I made the mistake, which I won't do again, is that the first ever Nang rave that I put on was on 27th of July, Mm -hmm. 2012. If anyone is hearing this, you might remember that that was the opening ceremony of the Olympics. (laughs) So, <laughs> okay. so everyone and their dog was at home, yeah, not out. Yeah, so I'm just there thinking, oh, rah. shit, no one's gonna come. Everyone's gonna watch the me, opening ceremony, open the ceremony, and then um, and go to sleep. Yeah, and then it got to like twelve thirty one. And there was like a mad influx of people just coming through the door. And I was like, rah, you lot left your yard for me. Yeah. That is amazing. So then I did another one and another one and another one. And then yeah, the rest was history in terms of raves. Sick. Yes.
0: And on the subject of Nang, that's obviously now grown from the club night, radio show mm-hmm. um, and whatever else might come as well in the future. How did, how did you ensure that, that the brand was strong enough as a whole to be able to then develop it into more things and grow it and keep people coming back and almost having, having something that people would say, oh, Nang, you know what that's going to be about. You know, you've, you've been to Nang, you know what it's all about. You've listened to the radio show. You know, what it's all about how have you, how have you created that world of Nang?
1: Right. That question scared me. Cause I don't think I have, <laughs> I don't think I have at all. Like, Recently, like, uh okay. So, in terms of like branding, like originally one of the taglines was, um, uh, there's no genres in good music, mm-hmm. just good music. And that sentiment was like, that drove everything. So, it would help me like play a song on radio and think, oh, I don't, quite, I don't care, quote unquote, if anyone yeah. doesn't like it because I like it. And it should be at least enough people yeah. like me to like it. Like, yeah. if you just like it, you should just do it. You shouldn't just think, I'm going to change X, Y, and Z because. Uh, you haven't got the numbers to back it or whatever and then more recently you want the the tag which is proper dear to my i don't it's proper dear to ralph's heart as opposed to nang but obviously ralph and nang are one of the same by now of course but um it's um made with care yeah so anything i do as long as i apply enough care towards it i'm gonna get the, the response i want yeah. Maybe it's not the response I'm, I am want in my head or I can foresee or think, but whatever comes of it will be true yeah. to whatever the product is. Yeah, It's like, like I don't, cause I don't think, and I should, but I don't think about like mass branding or mass marketing or like promo dollars as they say or whatever. I just think, yo, if I wasn't me and I saw this, would I like it? Mm-hmm. And that's literally everything I yeah. I got. I do everything by that by that um that tone. Like if it wasn't me and I saw it, would I be jealous that I didn't do it, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I might not have like a thousand people come into Nang on any rave night, but if there's a hundred I I can guarantee those hundred aren't like walk ins or they, they didn't come because it's Cause if you don't, I don't even, yeah. I don't even get, I'm not even fortunate enough to have like a Friday or Saturday night. I still do on Thursday yeah, nights. Yeah. So you, you, you people aren't like just drunk and just wanting to go somewhere. Yeah. You've left your house. Yeah, actively gone out of your way to go to Nang. To this thing. So I know at least, I ain't got a thousand people in the door, but I have a hundred solid supporters yeah. of whatever I'm trying to yeah. execute that in that period of time. Yeah. So, um, I think that's how I maneuver. It's like, I, like, the word nang if anyone's unfamiliar is like a very East London colloquial term which somewhat translates into like um just being really cool, really mm. great. The way I say it is like it's the it's the epitome of awesomeness. Yeah. Like things can be good, things can be great, but nang is like reserved for a, sp- a specific yeah. thing, like not everything evokes a nang feeling. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I maneuver. Like as long as it's nang, as long as is is yeah. yeah. I just move like that. Sick. So I don't know if if people see that or just subconsciously relate to it and then just yeah gravitate towards it or they actually constantly think, yeah. oh, Ralph's doing that, so I'm gonna like that. Yeah. I just want to keep it. Off, I, the word's overused, but I want to keep it authentic. Yeah. <laughs> in, no, but in, it's,
0: but I think that's very important because, like you said earlier, like Ralph Hardy and Nang are almost the same thing now. So you've kind of built up that level of awareness and following and kind of that quality control through what you've always done. Mm. So you you might not necessarily have planned it out and sat down and gone, right, I want it to be X, Y, and Z. Or you might have to a certain degree, but not like written out a full like, business
1: plan. No, I'm. do you know, but, I, I'm actually l- lucky. A yeah. lot of hard work and a lot of luck Yeah. because I don't plan. Yeah. I have like random sporadic thoughts in my yeah. head. Revisit it like, a couple of weeks later, hoping I can at least retain <laughs> some of it and then just say, yeah. "Mad, let me just do something. Yeah. I don't, pl- I should really plan. Mate, that's how this podcast was born. Yeah, from planning? So, no. Oh, from what?
0: From just a random sporadic idea, talking to a few people. Yeah. And then a little bit of planning and here we are. <laughs>
1: Trust me. You know I mean? so, Most of the planning I do is like, yeah. oh, how am I going to get out of my house and come back home? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I manoeuvre. just yeah. hopefully do things that I like and other people like-minded like it pretty much
0: i'm I'm moving on now just to the radio show Mm -hmm. how did that come about and what what um steps did you have to make in terms of getting yourself because you're now broadcast from radar radio Mm -hmm. which is that online radio platform i guess yeah um what steps did you make in terms of getting into a radio show like how did you go about it who did you have to approach
1: i think existing and being me was a big part of it because it was just after, well, not just after, but yeah, it was kind of just after I started um, doing the Nang Nights. Yeah. And then, I don't know, the word got around somehow. And then a guy at uh, um, what was called Bang, which is called uh, Beat now. I think it's called The Beat. I think the, so, yeah. Yeah, it was called Bang at the time. Um, one guy called Silk was just, literally just shouted at me. was like, yo, we've heard about Nang. Do you want to do a radio show? I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was it. Did a, I don't think, I don't even think I did a pilot. Yeah. I think I just literally. So was was it something
0: that was already was it on your mind or was it just it just happened? You weren't you hadn't already thought I'd like to do radio? No,
1: no. I've always thought, I always liked to like again. I like journalism, so I always wanted to do like broadcasting, yeah. in depth like packages and pieces. But I've always thought of that as a, as a Ralph thing. Yeah. Like if I went to any conglomerate, like if they were like I'll do breakfast, I w- I would happily do breakfast. Yeah. If it was do Afternoon drive time, I would happily do that. But when I was approached, was the first time that, okay, I can do it as Nang and keep it more and translate what I do in a rave scene yeah. into broadcasting. Like it's more of a specialist yeah. thing. But at the time I I just wanted to be on the radio speaking yeah, fluidly yeah. to people and engaging. But now I can do that as well as have all my eclectic sounds yeah. in one home. So that's Perfect. that was the first time that came about. So... Yeah, so I did Bang for a year and a half, two years or so. And then they changed drastically. And I was like, okay. So then I went to um, Hoxton, Hoxton Radio, and then ended up at Radar just being the guy. And there was a a time as well where... um, Because not everyone gets it. And I'm coming to terms with the fact that not everyone's going to get it. And I can't really be frustrated that you've just... You're gonna, you're gonna, because you probably get it eventually. I can't yeah. be frustrated that you haven't got it now. Yeah. So there was a time where I wasn't on any station, but I had invested so many time, so much time in doing radio. I couldn't just wait for the next opportunity. So I used to like record, essentially, podcasts yeah. in a studio. Um, uh, shout out Jackie Way. She she was with me, like just helping me produce the thing, making sure it was, it it could go out on radio. And yeah. We Yeah. Just in the studio, and and those are like the, some of the better times because. Even though I'm, like, somewhat... uh, How do I describe myself? Like an extroverted, inappropriate, cheeky, whatever. (laughs) So, in any situation, I'm usually... Give me, like, a week or so, I'm just going to fall back into my own skin and I'll probably be, like, just sporadically erratic or whatever. But at that time, it was, like... It was literally a studio. Me, Jackie, any brethren that I told to come through... And the guest, and it, we could do whatever we want. There was no, oh, you have to leave the studio in half an hour. There was no, oh, we have to get edited by tomorrow. It was yeah. just literally a press record, had my decks, had two microphones, and I could just do whatever I want. And some of the best content when I listened back to it, to listen to Nang Selections, it was like mad. And like, because I'm trying to organize my, even my desktop and my hard drive, I was just listening to like some of the old shows and then. I was like, without two in my horn, I was like really ahead of the time. Yeah. Like I had people like Jams before he had like one song. Yeah, yeah. I had people like A2 when no one knew who A2 was. I had like J- Jelani Blackman. I had yeah. um, Andrew Ashong. Some of these names probably, were, you won't even register now. But when I had them on the show, like they were like babies in this, yeah. quote, unquote. No, no disrespect, but no, like but they it were was early, anyway. early. It was early. early. Pardon me. It was early. So I'm like, rah. And that's when, and and as I was, how I was thinking this like the other week, I was thinking to myself, why didn't anyone just poach me as an A&R? Yeah. Like that was literally the thought I had after I was looking through the track list. I was like, right. But then again, as I was saying, some people just don't get it in yeah. time. And by the time they get it, yeah. know, my fee's up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: we were, and we were talking just before we started recording about your, what you do on Nang, being a very kind of specialist sound. Mm-hmm. And the word specialist speaks for itself as it's not for everyone. It's not, well, it's not for Mass public yeah. consumption because they're not people just want to hear Little Mix or do you know what yeah, I mean? It's people like, want to hear
1: they don't want to think too much. They want,
0: yeah, they want to hear the stuff that they know. Yeah, and not everyone has that mindset of wanting to hear like as you were as a kid going to hear music you never heard before. Mm-hmm. So you know, and you bring that round in a in a new way to people, which is very I think amazing to be honest. Thank um, you. But how, well, obviously, you don't want to give away too many secrets. But how how do you go about? discovering these artists at a very early stage in their career what's the kind of or, or what is it from the artists where you think actually do you know what? it's early but i like them what's the thing oh, that stands <laughs> out <laughs>
1: that's the source <laughs> um is again it's the same it's the same um uh mantra of like made with it's like some people might not be good in diction like you might not get their words out what the actual words you can tell that it wasn't just to rhyme it was like you actually want to get some a message out and maybe just need help in a certain mm. area or some people have like that like the rick ross ear and yeah. i say rick ross ear in the sense that they pick immaculate beats to to yeah. talk over yeah and it's like raw because you could have just gone with the grain and do what the trend is now but yeah. you've you've sound engineered something that I I can't compare to anything, yeah. and then you might not have the lyrics, but you at least you have a direction that can be tailored towards something. It's just it's a feeling, yeah. Like I can hear like the most, this reference bounce from the studio, and hear it as that. But I can foresee your intentions, or well, I like to think I can foresee what you're aiming for, and that's what I can hear. Mm-hmm. Like I hear between the lines yeah. in that sense, just your intentions behind yeah. the music, like. Yeah, that's how, That's yeah. what I listen for and just sounds. If I feel something, yeah. then you've accomplished your job, yeah. whether you know it or not. It could be like, there's certain songs that I know like my, my right mind shouldn't like. It's it's boom. Some people make like the sickest structure. Like they understand an eight bar intro and then the pre-hook and the pre-verse and the bridge and the mix down and whatever. But when I listen to it, I don't feel anything. I yeah. just feel like, oh, you just made a song. A formula. Yeah, yeah, like. But other people don't even know what they're doing and yeah. then sick like yeah. that. There's people like um Oscar World Peace. I always yeah. use him as an example yeah. because he has mastered the skill of saying everything in like two lines. Yeah. So if you give him eight lines, you're gonna be like overwhelmed yeah, with yeah, whatever yeah. he's gonna say. And there's there's people like like Slowtie from from oh I don't wanna say incorrectly. He's Slow tie, not from London anyway. So <laughs> he he has a... He has his voice cuts through beats. Yeah. Like he won't be he'll be saying the most simplistic thing like like drug dealer, I wear Nike, not feeler. Yeah. But how he says it, it's like raw. And like Feki, Feki can say, Your girl's ugly, but the cadence in his yeah. voice is like, and your girl's ugly And I'm like, yo, this yeah. is amazing.
0: And I think I think people can hopefully hear Passion that you're even just speaking about this stuff. Oh, sick! Right? So they can like I can see it. I can visually see yeah. like the arms up in the air as you're talking <laughs> to you. Like you're very animated, but it's also in your voice, which I think is what you're getting at with these artists as well. Yeah. And you've most recently kind of channeled this into, as you mentioned, executively producing compilations, mm. Growing Pains yeah. One and Two. Sick. So that was what, a nice segue, by the way. You should be in radio. Mate, I should, <laughs>
1: Hey,
0: someone sign me up. Wow. Um, what is it that you do in terms of pulling it all together and executively producing? What's, what's What does that encompass?
1: Okay, so it's beautifully tied in because it's, it's literally growing pains in the sense that um, like I did the raves, I would book artists, I would book DJs that fit the tonality of what Nang wants to do and then in radio I play the songs I want to do and get, book the acts that I want to hear their story, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But I never had like a physical product to say this if you want to know what Nang is or what Ralph does go to this Yeah. because I can say go to listen to a radio show but unless you listen to like five or six you won't really get the the continuity of it all. Yeah. or unless you come to like two or three raves you wouldn't understand fully yeah. that this is it's like a house party feel in a club yeah. type of thing but with the compilation you can listen to it and digest it fully so Growing Pains One was more of a, a a compilation, as it is a compilation. Like I would I would shout artists that I had a a, a, rep, a, a rapport with, and get songs with them. Um, I would get other songs that weren't finished, and then I'd add my own production, or yeah. I would like make it full. Like I might add like a clip or something in there, or, or give it a different mix. And then some of them I actually went to studio and sat there while still we were all coining the idea together, yeah. and then when I had like enough songs, I would like listen to it in different orders and listen to it in different days and get a different mood. And then I would sequence it. And then it it just became Growing Pains 1 in that mm. sense. And it was very much majority like just getting songs from people, but in Growing Pains 2, I wanted to tell more of a, uh, a story to follow on from Growing Pains 1 and make it more co- cohesive with, with like more voice notes and more, um uh synergy like I, I got a violin player to come in yeah. to play on some of the songs so if you if you decide to listen to it from track one to twenty-four it will sound more like an album. Yeah. So Growing Pains one is more of a compilation where Growing Pains two is an album. That flows all the way through it. Flows more consistently it, it, they both flow like pretty yeah, fast.
0: No, as in, in terms of like a story. Yeah. Like you could listen to it in random order on shuffle but yeah. if you listen to it from one to twenty four you're going to get a full picture, the full understanding
1: yeah. of growing pains. So, um, but the original idea of growing pains was to highlight artists that are not in the on the big, um, the platforms, but are just as sick as these pe as these people, in the sense of, um, yeah, just unearthing them, giving them a different audience. Because by the time I did Grow pains too, I was fortunate enough to be be known for what I do in yeah. terms of putting people on. So, if if I thought someone was good, I would like, just love to help them out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just fun getting songs and then producing more so, like more heavily on Growing Pains too, and just the conversations around it because like most of the magic that sadly people won't be able to see or is all the conversations before yeah. any artist yeah. pre- recorded anything yeah, like to it. document it. And- yeah, but then I I was also like a part of my um my uh. My, my feelings in terms of like going back to made with care. Like when I originally did Nang, the raves, one of my original premises was all right, you can come in a rave, but no cameras. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, literally, the first documentation I can think of of a Nang rave is Nang's second birthday. Yeah. Like before then, like, because I garnished like a family of people that will come regularly, they all knew by now, all right, if we're in a rave, don't Snapchat it, don't yeah, take a yeah. picture, whatever. And that's what I wanted With Growing Pains as well I just wanted it to exist In the music As opposed to like Even though There's nothing wrong with it And I really I kind of somewhat f- Wish I did now Even for personal Like data yeah, was yeah. like To like document Some of the conversations Or film it Or But then That'll be giving too much sauce away Yeah But Yeah So that's So there's no Visuals to go with it Other than the actual music But visuals are really important Yeah They are really important So um but then with two, I tried to more so depict what was going on, like via my own socials, like Snapchat and whatnot, like to give people an inkling into, like, in, insight into like how how it's made and what goes into it. Because like, I'm not even, I don't even, I don't even care how people feel, or what they think. But I really think I was like the pioneer of compiling music in that sense. Yeah. Now, obviously Ministry of Sound have been doing it for years, yeah, yeah, But they're like pick, let's pick. 30 songs out of the top 40 yeah. type of compilations where mine were like new songs. Yeah. And then we see other people doing it and they everyone has their own everyone has their own place and their own lane and their own model of doing it. But I think my growing pains was the only one that tried to make it an album, like tried to make it, oh, this is a story and it, it fits this time and this era. And if you listen back to it, you're going to remember where you were when you heard it as opposed to, oh, these are good songs. Yeah. But if I, if I play my... My, my child in like 10 years yeah, this, yeah, they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna get it I, and i won't be able to like even describe it whereas um most of grown pain songs they're like like for example careless you it's about a girl wanting it over too much and he's like chill out a second like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's a very i don't know it might be for everyone but i know people that that can apply to i know yeah. people that can hear that and when they listen to it i can see in their face like think back to that time when it's applied yeah, to yeah. them type of thing so that's what I've, I pride myself on Growing Pains that every song every song potentially could just have been a single Yeah. in that sense there's no, there's no fillers there's no yeah. poor like just just put it on because it's a big yeah. name everything is there for a reason yeah, yeah great. I love Growing Pains yeah Flipping it's all, very very sick life. if, um, if I, I anyone
0: did, listening hasn't checked one or two or both out please go and yeah, do it I would advise if you're a to fan to well. of music
1: Trust me. I was listening to Growing Pains 2 the other day and I nearly cried. I was just listening <laughs> to it. I was I was like, yo. Yeah, anyway, it was sick. Sick. So something else I want to talk about as well is
0: last year or even before that, last couple of years, you've been working with Jay Prince as his tour DJ. Yeah. But last year was a, a standout yo, year. Yo, shout Jay. It was a standout year because you toured America. Mm-hmm. You did a couple of shows in Europe. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing was at the end of the year when you were on tour with Chance the Rapper Yo. In the European leg of his magnificent coloring world coloring tour, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that? How was that experience? And what what did you take from it? Like, what did you learn from it? Because like, he he's one. So yeah, he's, gonna, he's one
1: of the biggest like artists in the world. And I don't know. Like right now, he's like he's he's extremely big right now. Yeah. When the tour first started, he was big. Yeah. But he like he's got even bigger in the last like yeah. two, three months. Because of the
0: Grammys and everything that. Yeah. Like,
1: like that. So at the time, first and foremost, I'm just I was a big fan of his music. Yeah. So when I got the news, I was like, bruh, it was a bit surreal. But going on tours, like even besides Jay, like I've I've done like a mini tour with, with, with Mike Skinner and Tonga. Yeah. And i I've, yeah. I've I've done bear shows up and down the country with like gets i've just been i know people and i've gone to shows wherever but then doing, doing, doing this tour was like all right i just need to make the most yeah. of this moment yeah in a sense that i want to dj i want to be in music for the rest of my life mm-hmm. i don't i have i'm too invested to do anything else so everything i have to approach it with all right, this is work and it's, ple- I'm, it's pleasure yeah. like i'm fortunate enough to do something i like yeah. so there wasn't obviously i'm partial to like a drink and a a smoke occasionally but every waking hour was like how am i going to maximize this because when the tour's over it's over yeah exactly so how long did it last was like two and a half weeks yeah about yeah two two and a half weeks or three weeks even but um it got cut short early even yeah but it's like like me and jay we, we toured with jess and Jess is a very is, is a different act Jess to like Glynn. Jess Glyn. Pardon yeah. me. Je, and look at me saying Jess. Jess was, like, you know, yeah. My my <laughs> good friend Jess. <laughs> look at my phone book. You look at Jess. Um, like so yeah. So so we toured with Jess, and then um, Jay's done his own tour. So like, and I've and I've done sh- tours with like with, like I said Mike. So I've definitely seen artistry in different realms, yeah. so to speak. So what I've taken from Jess is stage presence and how she manoeuvres I can apply it when I'm with Jay doing the North American tour or doing Coachella or Mm -hmm. South by Southwest and also what I experience when I'm with Chance and how his whole team his independent tight group teamwork and I'm just taking pointers, thinking okay when Nang does their own tour like I'm going to apply everything I know and blow everything out of the water I'm just waiting for that moment so touring with Chance was like it was like, it was a reminder that it was a reminder to me that I should really plan, because chances—I don't <laughs> know if I don't know if it's, it's even—I'm just perceiving yeah. it like this, but Chance is very good at rehearsing and, yeah. and planning yeah. and executing, but mm. he still has a playful nature, which yeah. seems like he's just in the zone. He's yeah. just performing, yeah. and yeah. it so happens to be yeah. like this. But obviously, seeing seeing the show in different scenes, yeah. like on oh my days, you're just the same thing sick at making everyone feel special yeah and i I was very fortunate to come on a couple of the dates and trust me tmgs yes
0: and (laughs) like you said it was the same show every night but every night felt very much individual to that crowd even though the set list was the same like everything was the same Mm. nothing was different nothing even like the the speeches in the middle word for word pretty much the same but it felt very personal but also behind the scenes, it was like a military operation. It was Trust. like it was very structured, very like everything to the minute, to the, you know, it was very
1: Everyone had their place yeah. and knew their place. And it was even it was even refreshing because everyone knew why they were there. They were there to help Um Chance get his get his message across. And yeah. and I don't know if it's just me or people I've come across. I feel like and you know what I actually call it the, the, the Jess syndrome yeah. the J-E-S syndrome yeah. and that means the Jamal Ed- Jamal, Ed- Jamal, Ed- Jamal Edwards syndrome yeah and the fact that Jamal made a living and life for himself doing like videography yeah and became this this mogul in it yeah and then every ca- camera guy afterwards thought they could be Jamal yeah but you can't be Jamal yeah. only Jamal could be Jamal yeah exactly so like be yourself in that sense and then when I was trying to like film interviews and film like radio stuff, it became harder and harder and harder because no camera guy wanted to be a camera guy. Yeah. Every camera guy wanted to be Jamal Edwards in that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's like, rah, all right, not everyone can be a boss. Everyone, not, not everyone's like, is is, is like nothing, but not everyone can be again, Jamal Edwards in that sense. Yeah. So like, would you not rather like help someone else get a similar message out as opposed to, thinking you can do it by yourself but everyone can obviously do that route but it's it's just tiring it's tiring very tiring so in that it was like sorry going back to chances thing chances tour was like everyone no no one had an ego everyone knew they had to work everyone knew what their 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 cog position was how to make everything work like even down to security to like to like assistance everyone was and everyone was respectful everyone was cool Everyone was enjoying themselves. When it was work, it was work. When it's time to, when the show was done, we all had fun. It was love. But yeah, man, that was just an amazing memory to have. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) I I, I just got into (laughs) it. It took a moment. I did, because it was like, it was fun. Not everyone can say they've been on tour, let alone with Chance the Rapper. and And I was, I think more so, I was fortunate in the sense that I could take everything in And be myself And just Be a fan Because no one was coming for me People came for Chance And After that People came for Jay Yeah And then after that People came for Sam Yeah I'm Jay's DJ So I could literally just Go into the crowd Or I can yeah, yeah, Walk yeah. around back But I could also walk around backstage I yeah. could just Talk to the The bar staff And no one yeah. There was no pressure on me Because yeah. no one came for me And I could literally absorb Everything sure. From every yeah. angle Sick It was buff it was buff.
0: Yeah. Right, so I think you're gonna hate me for this next question.
1: I won't hate you, Manzi.
0: You never know, right? So what what do you enjoy the most? Broadcasting, DJing, curating music, or doing what you do in terms of production and executively producing.
1: Wow. I don't hate you, but you you were cheeky with that one. <laughs> don't know why I didn't see it coming. I think out of everything music based that I do. I would say it's the DJing because because most of my working waking hours is like work. I don't I don't really I don't rave as much as I used to. Mm. Cause I'm I'm either booked for a rave or I'm like tired from a rave i am really <laughs> done. Yeah. So I don't go out as much as I would like to. Yeah. Unless it's like our oh, deviation. I fucking yeah. love oh, can I swear? Yeah. Okay, I, I love D de- I've probably tried not to swear thinking yeah, yeah, no, I, c- yeah. I can't be swearing. Anyway, like I love deviation. Deviation's on, I'm there. Like when plastic people was about, I was there. Yeah. If i am in South London, I'd be like, yo, let's go Corsica. Cause I know these yeah. places are like very close to home in terms of how I would like to receive music. Yeah. But when I'm when I'm DJing, it's like that's my that's me going out. Like when I'm DJing, if yeah. you know, like you've seen me DJ, yeah. I'm I'll take my headphones off, I'll go in the in in the crowd yeah, and yeah, dance yeah. myself. <laughs> like I'll I'll catch a wine by the booth, whatever, I'll do whatever I can yeah, yeah. like a normal raver because that is my that's my outlet of just enjoying myself like i'm trying to help people enjoy themselves as much as i'm trying to help myself enjoy myself i'd hate to be like one of those other djs who just press play and just yeah. stand there and they're focusing with yeah. all their brain power and you can see it and they're not moving it's rigid yeah. like you could play this most current migo song or whatever and then you're moving still i'm not gonna move then like you just you're just a it was just a very, very advanced playlist. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, didn't come for that. I didn't, yeah, yeah. So I'm like enjoying every second of me playing music. So I think that's, that's fun. That's yeah. fun to me. Like, seeing other people, like, yeah. like, there's be times that I'm DJing, I'll just spud some random person because yeah. they, they got it. But when you do like a very acute mix, yeah, and no one, can hear it until it's been heard, yeah. but then that one person that gets it yeah. ha- is compelled to say, yeah. "Yo, gun fingers, spud, yeah. or whatever." What? That's a that's a very yeah. that's a trophy to me. Yeah. That's a trophy. I to was me. gonna say
0: it's the one time where you can really have a connection with people who are enjoying what you do. Because on the radio, it's very much you talking to a microphone, mm-hmm. people enjoying it or people indulging in growing pains. They're very much in to their themselves. own world, listens it to themselves, enjoying it, but when you're out and you're playing it's I can see it you can see it no, man, you can feel it as well you get the reciprocation of people enjoying it and can't actually spudding yeah. you or giving you that yeah. knowing look or smile Trust or me. requesting a song or you know they, they feel like they've got the connection with you as well which is
1: I think it's like a no, special feeling it's to buff. have. it's so buff but then like even though that is the one thing I do love uh, all the music parts but, but curating these last two compilations was like it was therapy yeah like like not to be like mundane, but like a lot, a lot of times I'm not as happy as I feel. I used to not be as happy as I feel, and like being able to express it via other people, yeah. Because most of the songs were like made via conversations and explaining what I wanted. Growing pains to be is like the growth within pain, and like yeah, the yeah, pain and growth with that. And hearing how everyone's interpreted, ter- interpreted the conversations, yeah, and got it out. It's like raw. So now I can just listen to I can listen to my own therapy. It's sick like that. Yeah. And wait, uh, when I and the new the new music that's coming is gonna be like growing pains free. Do you know what? I'm I'm in a happy space of just creating music. Yeah. Maybe it's for growing pains free, yeah. maybe it's just like random singles, yeah. maybe it's like, maybe I'll start rapping, yeah. maybe I'll start singing, who knows? Yeah. But the music I've been making is like, yo. Yeah. I can I can't even know why I was ever sad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As, I like that.
0: It's good though, because it's a reflection of your how you are and how you feel that's kind of what music is isn't mm-hmm. it right so if you could <laughs> again you might hate me for this one oh, if you could emulate one person's career wow. who would it be wow
1: no because instantly when you said that I thought of everyone I, I look up to but I don't I don't know any one person I would like to like emulate in terms of their career to be fair like because I, I don't like I don't want to scare anyone but rules are really like cliche, as it sounds rules are there to be broken. Mm. Like there's there's patterns and formulas and yeah. structure, but to do everything by the pattern formula and structure is like anyone else could do it. Anyone who's good at revision, mm. anyone who is good at learning could do what you're doing. But to execute yeah. you, there isn't any like formula to yeah. it. But um <laughs> so it's like I'm trying to like I'm trying to perfect being myself, but then still respecting that there are, like, infrastructures. Yeah. Like, like I might go into a label meeting and wear sliders. Yeah. It's not against the law, but I do know people will give me looks. But it's still an expression of myself. It still tells them, like, yo, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, but you, you, I don't. Uh, you don't own me yeah. in a sense. It comes down to that thing you were saying of being true to yourself and, and just living
0: yeah. now and in the present and just like I love a you yeah.
1: I love us like I love breathe my toes. I got nice feet. Obviously, I wear <laughs> socks, but I, I like to breathe <laughs> in that regard I don't want yeah. to be confined to like chinos and a shirt yeah, yeah. in madness. Yeah, in madness. So yeah. So in that sense, it's like, in terms of people that I rate, and I've always rated. You've got Zane Lowe from yeah. when he was on um, Radio 1. The way, he, like, he executes, like, a link to a song. And then the song's also great as well. It's perfect. Like, in the, all these old segments, like, Zane Lowe is one guy that I do like. And then there's Benji B. Like, I do, like, in so many words, consider Benji B as a white version of me. Like, he, he just, he's so smooth when he wants to be yeah. smooth. And... But he would still play like an erratic song. Yeah. And it still merges like all these sequences and all these like idents that he has. And like he actually cares. Like he'll would, he'll would have a uh I don't know, like a Maydevalt session from an artist from Australia or whatever. Yeah. That no one in yeah, this country, yeah. or maybe like seven people know. Yeah, yeah. But he will still give that an hour yeah. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ebro, Ebro from Hot 97 as well. He's like. He's if anyone, it would be him because. He's been within music all his life, pretty much. From when he was like 15, doing the ground up to where he is now. And similar to me in the sense that he actually has relationships with these people and he's he's fortunate enough to be like privy to information as early, goes studio sessions midway, like and do everything he wants. Like he can be who he is on radio, still acknowledges radio. Yeah. Um, gas it up a bit but you can still tell it's him Like yeah, you can yeah. still tell he's done it to the point where that it's, it's second nature again like he just he just be himself and a radio guy at the same time he's a G so last couple of questions yeah round up round, yeah, yeah, yeah so if we could wind
0: back time and go and visit that boy in school who was making mixtapes yeah and selling them what three things would you tell him to start doing? And what one thing would you tell him to stop doing?
1: I would instantly tell him to stop comparing yourself. Comparison is the thief of all joy. You can be the sickest person, have the sickest everything, and be the sickest version of yourself. But once you start comparing yourself to anything or anyone, then you're just just depriving yourself of being there at the moment and and, and taking everything for what it is. And I used to do that so much. I'll be like, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. But uh, they've got, they got an endorse- endorsement from that clothing brand or, oh, oh, they got booked for that festival. But then i forget about all my blessings and everything that I've managed to accomplish. And it's like, I don't want to take the piss. I don't want to, I don't want God to look at me like, rah, like what? Man gave you this and you're still flexing. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't want to yeah, ever yeah. have to go through that again. So even though I do aspire for more and, and there is, like, references of, like, how things are done or how people are doing things. I try my hardest not to compare myself because no one can be me. Like, as much as so-and-so is X, Y, and Z, like, they probably might be looking at me thinking, rah, I don't have the freedom Ralph has. Yeah. I don't, I don't smile while I'm working. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed for that. That's the one thing I would tell them not to do. I would tell them not to compare yourself. In any limelight. Like that. What three things I'll tell them to do. Um, I might tell them to plan. <laughs> plan a bit more. Maybe not like. Extensive notes. But just a bit more. <laughs> tell them to plan. Um, I would tell them. To not be disheartened. With. With people. Because. Because like maybe like many a person like embarking on music is very daunting for your parents. Yeah. They just think, right. My, my, my child is going to go into something that is not guaranteed yeah. type of thing. So they get worried and they project your work, their worries onto you. And then you take it on. Yeah. And then like, like I would just say like, don't, don't. Cause thinking about it, like my, my mom gave me so much stress, but now I can see it was from a loving place. And like my friends, my Friends don't always get it, and because I because they're my friends, I would. I used to think you, sh- you should get it, we're friends. Why, why don't you get it? Like, yeah, yeah. but not every you're, you're friends yeah. for different reasons. You could be friends based on where you live, or yeah. what school you went to, or what football team you support, as opposed to like your music taste, or yeah, your, your morals. So, when they didn't get like because I used to like, like Little Dragon I used to play Little Dragon back in school days people used to look at me like I'm nuts <laughs> like, I was like what is this guy doing these, yeah. these times people were just bumping whatever and I was like on to Little Dragon I was on to like like uh uh, Falls, You remember Foles, mate? Do I remember Foles? Do you Are remember? You Fo- I used to bang Foles in the playground. People used to think I was mate. on something. Mate, Foles,
0: I've been to see live more than anyone else.
1: Oh wow! I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you like Foles like that.
0: Properly sick. Trust me.
1: But yeah, like to that to that degree it was like, and that's where and even even in that, I was so so I don't even know why how I condense that. But I told I would tell them to not. I'll tell them not to compare each other. Uh, and I said, what I would tell them to do is to have time for people that don't get it, yeah, in a sense. And one more thing to start doing, one more thing to start doing, um. To my to to the younger Ralph, um. Big up yourself more. I would tell him to be a more, because I used to be, I am still, but back then I was like a very strong believer in if it's good, people are going to hear about it. Yeah. That is, a, that's a myth and a fable. Like you can be the sickest DJ, rapper, MC, producer, broadcaster, whatever. But unless people, unless you're actively telling people, this is what you're on. Ain't nobody got, they got their own agendas. People yeah. have got their own lives to live. They're not going to be like, some there's a few that search for good things. Yeah, Other yeah. people have to literally be spoon fed. Yeah. Like have to have to be delivered to them, or they're not gonna know. Like I used to be on DJ, and I used to think, "All right, cool. If you know I DJ, and you know what type of music I play, you're gonna book me." But if I, ne- I never put out that I wanted to be booked, so yeah. then no one booked me. Yeah. Like so, it's like don't don't think it's it's bragging. I don't think it's being obnoxious. I don't think it's just being like big headed or whatever like you just need to like put yourself out there like yeah. I did a DVD and bad people didn't even know yeah. do you know how long it was to like <laughs> and I'm talking like my uh, PC I will burn the DVDs myself I would write on the DVD myself I would print the covers I would, I'd buy I bought the cases I went to ribbon Division I, my bridges out of cars I will sell it out of the cars I went yeah. to the parks did it all myself but if I just I told someone like if I told Risky at the time yo I've done the DVD can you help me push it out you probably he probably would have yeah yeah but I didn't it's like PR in yourself isn't it PRing yeah, yeah. literally bigging up yourself See. because there's there's so many people out there that are just there because they shouted about themselves they're not particularly sick they're just good at marketing themselves yeah and that is a fatal flaw in humanity yeah. we as humans we we humans don't like to think I don't I think I think humans don't like to think they <laughs> like it yeah it's pretty easy they like life to be easy Hence why No disrespect to people But they love Like uh, National radio Because yeah. the Lyrics and the songs And the melodies Are easily digestible There's no intricate bridges There's no Key changes as much Like People don't want to think too much Because when Because they they're not used to it they just, they just dismiss it And in that sense It's like Humans love oh No Not even humans People I've come across Love to celebrate mediocrity. It's like if if i don't have to think about what you've just said or done it's amazing like, oh my oh yeah, yeah i know that, that, yeah. no myth like educate come on sometimes like there's it's space for everywhere everything but yeah i'm just tired of like easy stuff being the benchmark for for life like one of the reasons i do music is like so when i when i have kids like obviously, I didn't have that this in my parents, but yeah. there's been parents and people I know, like ad- adults that are adults, adults like uh, double my age. Yeah, no, I'm an adult, of course. <laughs> but people double my age, they'll be like, done that that classic. Oh, if you remember this vinyl, remember this like, uh, um, I don't know. who We're gonna, uh, I don't know who even to reference now. Oh, <laughs> this Billie Holiday vinyl. Like, yeah. remember this is how music was in back my day, and I'm like, sick. This. I have, and and they'll put me on to Billy Holiday. Yeah. Whereas, I don't like when I have kids. I don't want to be like. To use him again as an example, young fog, I don't want to be like. oh, remember this is a young thug vinyl. Remember, this is what we used to listen back in the day. Listen to back in the day. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want that to be the sole representation yeah. of my generation. Yeah. And it feels like it's going that way. It's like I feel like most people are going to tell their kids about Drake. Like they're gonna tell them yeah. about Drake, but who else are they gonna t- tell them about? Are they gonna tell them about uh, I don't know, Avelino and A2? Are yeah. they gonna mention that part, or is that gonna be just for us at this present moment and never get passed on? I I would dread the fact if it never gets passed yeah. on, because there's so many people that yeah. that could get lost in the frequency. I don't want that to happen. Man. Yeah, you literally just answered my next question as well. Oh, what was it? It's gonna be what's the, what, what what is your ultimate happiness goal? Oh, yeah, yeah, that would probably be it. Like yeah. being able to like speak about music to the next generation or yeah. like my kids, et cetera. And, and be proud to say, this is what your dad listened to. Yeah. This is like my c- collection yeah. of music. This is my podcast if you want li- yeah, to listen. Yeah. It's going to be so mad and advanced by then, <laughs> bro. But yeah, it's going to be like, yo, this is it. As opposed to like, even at that age, then I wouldn't have to end up doing research because I've forgotten or lost touch with something. Like, nah. I just want, I just want credible music to last. Yeah. To last. Whether it is with the hundreds or the thousands or the millions, like I just want it to be not forgotten. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Amazing.
1: I, I want. Yeah, life is sick, man. It
0: is. That is mad. So before we wrap up, before we sign out, yeah. Can you let the people know where they can find you in online spaces? So, so it, like even...
1: <laughs> from everything from you to Nang to Grandpains to. This is even like this is goes back to what we were saying before about like um like conversations like when I do interviews when I do interviews I would rarely ask where can people find you because I feel yeah. like if you cared about what we just talked about. Yeah. I wouldn't need to. You yeah. would be like As soon as it's over, oh, I need to Google this guy. I need yeah, to one yeah. But then some people won't unless yeah. they hear me actively say you can find me on Twitter as Ralph Hardy, Instagram as Ralph Hardy, SoundCloud as Ralph Hardy, Facebook as Mr. Ralph Hardy. Uh Snapchat. Mr. Ralph Hardy. Whatever social media. I don't even like social media yeah. like that. I like oh. to exist in the I had to talk to people like yeah. this. But I'm I'm very aware that's all this is yeah. very pivotal in terms of getting your message yeah. across and nang twitter Vats nang instagram vats nang that's nang after my education's a bit yeah. mad everyone thinks i'm saying v no yeah. t-h-t-h-a-t-s that's nang on twitter instagram uh facebook uh snapchat yeah yeah vatsnang.com yeah. still need to if i need a web designer i really need to get a web designer yeah. um and our uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, is like the holy grail in terms of the regular outputs of yeah. what Nang does. So, um, but I, now I have two SoundCloud accounts for Nang. One is Vats Nanga, and one's Vats Nangist. That that's Nanga has all the compilations and songs that Nang will put out and has put out, and that's Nangist is all the radio shows. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously Ralph has his own SoundCloud. Yeah. Father Ralph. Ralph in the third person. Yeah, I, I, is that is that pompous? If you <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a yes, a polite yes. No, it's but, small. it is now because it's your official name. Yeah, but before my, it wasn't. <laughs> still, still, still. My name is my name. Yeah. yeah, Ralph Hardy on everything. And where can the people hear Growing Pains, Pains One and Two? Growing Pains One and Two be on SoundCloud on the Vasananga page. I'm I'm trying, like, as brazen as it sounds, I just want to put all of it on SoundCloud and, and Apple yeah. Music, like, independently. Yeah. But, like, in real life, I'm meant to, like, contact everyone and be like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But, no disrespect to myself, it's not going to garnish like a million plays. Like, it's not yeah. like, a lot of money is going to be revenue. I just want it for people who don't use SoundCloud normally, who, mm-hmm. who their first thing to do in music is Apple Music or, or Spotify, yeah, or even like Deezer or these other platforms. Yeah. Not everyone uses SoundCloud as much as I do or yeah. the next person does. So I do want to put it on all that stuff. I might just do it, yeah. but the time it's out. I might just have it and yeah. just face all the emails and ads afterwards. Yeah. Like, but yeah. So yeah, that's life. And you can catch me at Nang at Nang Rave. Or on Ra- Radar Radio every Thursday one to three GMT supplying you with new alternative nice grooves brought to you by people that care because if I don't care and you don't care who cares made with care made with care trust me
0: <laughs> exactly alright well there we have it guys I'm hoping that um you've soaked up Ralph's passion for yeah. music the yeah. way he lives his life you know, a very important message of living in the present and the now and, and, and existing now mm-hmm. um, and not sort of living in the future and the past too much because we only ever live now. It's the only time we ever live in. Trust and me. And the only time we ever will live in. So, Trust might as well me. appreciate it.
1: Unless you're like on a flight to Australia and manage to get like a that weird, that, yeah, <laughs> that weird
0: like time travel thing going on. Um, but yeah, thanks for locking in. Hit us both up on Twitter. Love to know your thoughts, any comments, any more questions you have got for either of us.
1: Mm. Um, and if you've got sick music, just send it my way.
0: Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say next. You just <laughs> literally read my oh, mind. Because I want to hear it as well. i saying that in But yeah, thank you very much. And yeah, hopefully see you guys next time. Dream disease. Dream <laughs> disease. <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it, guys. That's Ralph's story. Uh, as I said at the very beginning, he's an amazing character. Hopefully you could really sense his energy and... You know, almost picked that up just by the way he was speaking. At times, he was, you know, his arms are everywhere. And he just, at times, he was speaking with so much passion. It was really, really inspiring to to kind of just be there and have that conversation with him. So if you did like what you hear, uh, please get at me on Twitter at I am IamAlexManzi with your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Uh, send us any more questions you might have. And, you know, I can only thank you for listening this far. I really appreciate the support and the listening you guys are giving and and please make sure you subscribe head over to the soundcloud head over to the instagram hit the subscribe buttons to keep up to date with everything that's going on thank you and see you next time